Three, two, one. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rise and Grind podcast. I know it has been a while since we have done one of these, but everyone at this table has been working really hard to bring you guys the best 2022 that this industry has ever seen. So starting off to my right, we have Rise CEO Nick Stella, Rise underscore CEO. Yes, man pumping on TikTok. And then to my double right, we have Brett Westover. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm finally glad you're here, man. Yes, sir. And your channel, dog. Yeah. If you don't know Brett already, he's the supplement king of TikTok. I'll take it. Jeez. At Brett Westover everywhere. Yeah. That's it. And then to my left, we have a new face. I am not the supplement king on TikTok. You might have to talk a little closer. But I am. He's a sensei on TikTok. Sensei. He TJ Humphreys, former CEO of ProSups, now president, El Presidente of Rise. Yeah. Very excited to be here. Glad you're here. And I think we have a really good dynamic that's hey, going to be brought to you like every- Plug your Instagram. Oh, yeah. Plug oh, your Instagram. CEO underscore swole, which good. I've had for like 10 years. Yeah. So I think we have a really good dynamic here. We have two people who have been in the industry a while now. And then we have two pretty new faces who are more uh, focused TikTok wise, new media. And I think it's going to be a good dynamic that we're going to try to bring you weekly if we can get that done because we are so, so busy. But the first question I want to ask Brett is why did you decide to join Rise? This is a loaded question. Uh, no I would say first and foremost, yeah, no pun intended. community, <laughs> community. I think like what's happening at Rise from a community aspect, anywhere from the internal team at the HQ to the athletes to the brand representation outside of that, unbelievable. And I only see it going up from here. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, kind of getting linked up with everyone here. It just seemed natural, and it seemed like the right move. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the products? Do they bring you in at first? So if you guys don't know, Brett and I have worked together now for like a year, just back and forth on sending samples, sending new things, new releases. You tried Godzilla before anyone else. Was that an impact? Did that make you more interested in Rise? Uh, I I would definitely say that it had an influence on it. Uh, It's one of those things I've talked about and tried a ton of stuff. When you talk to people that are like, oh, I've tried everything in the industry and like this is the best product, they're not trying everything in the industry. I don't exactly. have to ask for anything and it shows up in my house at this point. Right. I'm not always excited for it. There's a lot of stuff that sits around, but I will genuinely say that when something was coming from Rise, I was excited for it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome to hear, man. Yeah. And TJ, leaving ProSups, why did you decide to <laughs> join the Rise boat? Well, okay, there's two things. That's a that's a heavy heavy question, right? So, obviously when you start a brand, Hold up, I'm going to adjust your mic a little bit. There we go. When you start a brand, that's your baby, and you grow it from nothing to something that at one point in time was one of the most talked about brands in the industry, you eventually start looking at other brands. And um, I've known Nick for about four years, and what I was able to see him do early on was take a relatively, um, I mean, obviously rise when he started it, he started from scratch. Similar to what I did when I started ProSup. So a lot of the same kind of grit 
and that kind of passion that goes when you start a brand, I saw a lot in what he was doing. And then, of course, the industry has changed so much. Like, from when I started ProSubs to what it is now, like the industry, you used to market differently. You know, when we started ProSubs, it was, yeah. you know, on the road, <clears throat> getting in front of retailers, shaking hands, kissing babies. Now so much of it is done digitally, right? Mm -hmm. And it's in watching Nick and the team, including you, do so much as it relates to, you know, content and stuff that's connecting with the sports-minded fitness consumer. For me, I realized at ProSups, it was just my time to explore different opportunities. And, and let's face it, like I said in another podcast, it's not like I came over and it was like, oh my gosh, we have to start something from scratch. Like, yeah, Nick created a really soft landing spot for me, right? Like I was able to come over here. And, Thank you. Uh, of course, man. And I was, and I'm going to be able to do what I do great, right? So, you know, working with retailers, working with, you know, big FDM accounts, international accounts, that's um, something I love to do. So I'm stoked, stoked to be here. Yeah. That's Funny awesome. story. It was about four and a half years ago. And I just sold my last business and I reached out to TJ for a job. I wanted to, really? yeah, this no, is, nobody this knows is this. 100%. Um, reached out to him. I saw him at Target. He gave me his email, I think. I think that's, I think I came up to you. I uh, emailed him. I'm like, hey, I actually man. had fans five years ago. Nick was one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, man, I'm looking to help a dietary supplement brand. I just sold a brand in the industry. He's like, oh, yeah, shoot me an email. So I shot him an email and he basically said, fuck you. Oh, you he denied me. So yeah. three months later, I started Rise. So thank you for that, TJ. Absolutely. You know what? You, you should Blessing be in disguise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Un unanswered prayers, buddy. All right. He didn't deny me. It was actually his marketing girl, but. Yeah. <laughs> I like to blame that. <laughs> it makes for the, it makes a better makes story. the story better. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. makes it way better. Yep. So uh, Nick, I want to know from you what what did you see in both of them to bring them on to the team? Who do you want me to start with? Either or you pick. So TJ, uh, like you said, we met. We uh, since I shot him that email, I've seen him around. We've talked, and then we partnered up four years ago. Started talking more. He kind of mm -hmm. mentored me in the retail aspect. So I come from a background of marketing. So my company before this, we were really big internet marketers. So I never had the retail experience. I didn't know shit about it. And yeah. he's like the OG of retail. I mean, he's got a brand pumping in Walmart. How many brands are in Walmart right now? Yes. Yeah. Not many. It was a, it's a big accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. It's in vitamin shop. They're in every single, if you walk into a brick and mortar, you're going to see Hyde there. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't know ProSups, ProSups is known for Mr. Hyde. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I saw that skew everywhere when I was growing up. So yeah, we did, we spent a bunch of time getting it a bunch of different places. Yeah. And I took, um, carbolic back in the day. Oh my when gosh. I was yeah. Back in college. So when people paid for liquid carbs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a great product. Yeah, sure. But, um, I think, I want to create the best team ever. I call it like the Yankees. I like the Yankees. So nice. the dream team. Yeah. So the Yankees, the supplement industry, and TJ fits in that retail space, and it just Appreciate made sense. And then Brett, Brett's just an animal on TikTok. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take it. I'm gonna get down to it. <laughs> he uh, and it's, I see a lot of myself in him. So Brett, you're 24. Um, I kind of see where I started, which is funny because TJ says that a lot too about me, but. I started somewhere and I see the entrepreneurial spirit in yourself. So aside from, you know, I love how much reach you get, but I love your passion mm -hmm. for the industry more than anything. Yeah. It's the same with you, Jake. Thank you. Like, Dude, not to call a spade a spade. You weren't, 
the greatest videographer at first. Oh, I know I wasn't. I look <laughs> back at some of our videos that we yeah. first started with. Woo! That was so, rough. Just so you know, I didn't hire you because you were like knockout videographer. I just saw the passion. And passion sometimes is more important than skill. Oh, 100%. You'll learn and, along the way. Huh? You'll learn along oh, the yeah, way. Oh, yeah. Now he's fucking great. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, Brett, you're already great with your videos. And uh, aside from that, you understand the industry and you understand ingredients, which a lot of people yeah. don't. You yeah. see, so you marry both social media and the ingredients perfectly, which is and, hard to find. And to produce entertaining content at the same time. It's very hard to get all that. Very yeah. Hard. And people love to see us together. So just works. Yeah. And you were, t- Brett was telling me the other day how you actually want to tell him how you kind of got started with all the supplements, how you saw that uh, opening. You know what I'm talking about? From what, what start? No, no, no. How you, when you started filming videos, oh, when what I, was your mindset going into that? I mean, when I started filming videos, it, it went from like, I just really liked doing it. And obviously you saw, I came from the yeah. retail background. I was in retail for almost six years before being in the position that I was in. Um, but it was almost like the concept of, so people would come into the store and it's like, Hey, like, you know, what's the best of this? What's the best of that? Can you tell me more about this? And I would like listen to other people talk about it. I'm like, I can talk about what you're talking about in 60 seconds or less. And whoever I'm talking to will fully understand what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's, there's a huge difference between talking in layman's terms and also for in like this weird way that's so technical. It doesn't matter what you say. The person's not going to understand it. So I was like, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to make a video. So I started making videos. And it kind of caught traction. People started asking about more products. And I was like, oh, that's so easy. I can talk yeah. about that. And again, it was also entertaining. So I just started talking about products, responding to people, but also giving back to every single person that would comment, Dude, engaging with every thing. single person. You know what's crazy? Listening to you talk right now and like going back 10 years when, we, when I started my brand, this type of educating, educating the consumer and bringing them into brand by giving them education. Like it's not about a pamphlet. It's not about, you know, something, uh, you know, a shelf talker, like what we're doing at rise is actually physically engaging with the consumer, educating them in something in a language that they can understand. And that is always man. Huge years ago. I mean, 10 years ago, brands were trying to do it, but the way that we're doing it here, it's, I think it's the, one of the major reasons why consumers love what we do. I really believe that. Yeah, and it's hard to catch on. So another thing, we we copied so many of your videos. Oh, just yeah. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> we would be so, sitting in Nick's office yeah, early in the morning. He's like, look at this. Well, video. at least I'm getting paid for him now. Yeah, right. right <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. just just so you know, that's another reason what really attracted me. We just, we love your content so much, we copied it. Yeah, yeah I'll take it. We took our own spin, but we yeah mm-hmm. caught my attention. Yeah, that's great. What do you think the TJ? What do you think the weirdest part about seeing that culture, not necessarily culture difference, but the difference between how you used to market versus how Rise does things? Man, so having been in the building now like three weeks, it's funny I tell so many people this because people are always asking, "Hey, what's it like?" You know, they see Rise everywhere, like online, you know, TikTok and Mm -hmm. Instagram. Like, yo, man, yo, man, what's it like? What's it like over there? And all I can attribute it to is like, you know, when, when I started my brand, 
there was a certain market that you were going for. Like it was really a pretty hardcore bodybuilding type market. And the consumer has evolved so much into more of a fitness lifestyle consumer that brands like ours, mine, um, when I started and other brands, I mean, that you see them a lot. You see a lot of brands that started marketing a certain way that have to evolve and, and start resonating with that consumer and, and speaking that language. It's not about, it's not about, you know, a package necessarily. It's not about a formula. It's about how you connect with the consumer. And I said, that's the major difference. Like, you know, when I started ProSups, A, you did it in a different way. And B, the language was different. It's a different language. So you look at the way, you know, what we're doing here. And there are other brands that we compete with that are trying to do the same thing. But what I've seen, and this I would say even from an outsider's perspective over the last three or four years, being friends with Nick and, and mentoring Nick, but now being here, what I've seen is this is a very sophisticated way of marketing that a lot of people try to do, but it's very hard to get all of it I think right. something that separates me and Brett is we kind of relate to the average person on TikTok too. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yep. We're yeah. not some, sure. yep. and nothing yep. against any of these guys, but we're not some roided out, like, totally dude. huge meathead. We're, we actually take these products every day, yeah. and we we work out like the average consumer. Right. Yeah. So our face to it is a big, big reason. So it's like, people ask me all the time, like, how are you doing so good? How are you growing so much? Well, not everybody can do it. It's relatable. It's yeah. Period. It's not about having that direct right. connection yeah. with the viewer. It's not just a video. Oh, it's, no kidding. It's the feeling and the emotion behind it. You know how many brands, you know how many, I mean, we know how many brands are chasing the same thing. And they're, they yeah. literally, they're brands that are watching you guys every single day oh, yeah. and Got saying, okay, we'll let's shoot exactly yeah. what these guys did. And they get one one hundredth of the views. No, the they get like a hundred views and we're getting a hundred thousand. Because they take content at face value. Yeah. And they just try to like, hey, we're going to get the biggest guy to hold this product. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. doesn't have to say a word and we're going to sell out. <laughs> yeah. right. And right. it's not even close to the truth. And look, I'll, yeah. I'll be the first to say it. There are a lot of brands that started when I started my brand 10 years ago that are playing by that same playbook. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's something that if you're that brand, you better evolve quick because this industry is flying. I mean, I look at what we're launching Oh, just yeah. in 2022, I'm probably, we're probably going to get into that, so I'm not going to jump mm. there. Oh, but yeah, we will. But <laughs> I just look at that and how fast the space moves, and it's you need guys like you guys that are doing the videos every single day, eight hours a day. I think something too is we really give back. I know we talked about that, but I answer. I showed you my DMs. Yeah, I get like a hundred a day, and I answer Me all too. of them. I get voice messages back. I don't like. I literally engage with our audience. That's so that's. Awesome. That's something that a lot of people don't do. Nope. I was just about to say that that Nick is actually the one, whenever you guys tag Rice Subs on Instagram, Nick is actually the one, because I haven't got access to the account yet, but Nick's actually <laughs> the one who reposts all those stories on the Rise Subs Instagram, yeah. That's awesome. which is like truly impressive that he finds time that to do CEO that every that? single yeah, day. For sure. And well, even on mine, I was referring to like the messages I get. And I even, I'll even give different supplement advice if we don't, some, today I told a kid he could take any creatine. It's all the same. Yeah, it's great. Like, I'm not going to steer people away from getting in the industry and bettering themselves. Yeah. And it, it's working because obviously on TikTok, it's exploding right now. Yeah. Like a little hard because all we post is rise, but it's, it's going good. Yeah, definitely is. So 
before we get into this next topic, I want to know what you guys are sipping on right now because this directly mm-hmm. relates to it. Celsius, orange. I'm the only outlier here. So I, I'm going to crack into one of these. Oh, I'm going to crack into one of these. You going to sleep tonight, man? Let's talk about it. Come on, bro. <laughs> hey, give us your man. one sip review. One sip review. Yeah, you know they Coming get, live. Well, here we go. One sip review. Yep. I'll tell you what. It's no Sunny D energy drink, man. No, it's not, not even, but, not uh, even close. So I've had, I've had Celsius drinks before. It these taste very much like a seltzer water with a little bit of flavor. Yeah, I mean, I, give I mean, they're refreshing. It a seven. Like what are those Lacroix? Is that what they call Lacroix? Lacroix. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, Lacroix. Lacroix. Like Lacroix. Lacroix. Yeah. French pronunciation. Lacroix. Yeah, Lacroix. we were talking about that the other day. So, uh, speaking of that, you want to get into this whole process of energy drinks? How how did this start? Start from where? Ground uh, zero? Yeah, ground zero. <laughs> well, me and Jake have a energy drink addiction. Addiction. And it's bad. Um, I'm actually, I'm about to finish this one and crack into this another one. This is not one. bad, actually. So, we wanted to create something. And like you were saying, TJ, we're a lifestyle brand. You know, we... Yes, we have some of the best powdered dietary supplement products, but we really want to come out with something that people can consume on a daily basis. Because right. not everybody takes pre-workout and protein every single day. So we want to just expand our reach into the energy drink market. Yeah. And how has this process been? You know, it's up and down. Um, getting into energy drinks is not an easy feat. It's it's an undertaking, especially at the size uh, that we're about to go into. So since we've already have such a good roadmap, thanks a lot to TJ, thanks to our marketing, um, we have a lot of people that want it. A lot of our licensed flavors, we're coming out with three to start, three licensed flavors. Which flavors are they? You want me to drop it on here? You can. <laughs> Sunny D, Smarties, Ring Pop, Baja Burst, and Tiger's Blood. Yep. Uh, so that, um, that kind of got us in a leg up. So a lot of people want it. So... We're having a manufacturer. I mean, our first run's 1.8 million cans. I mean, that's, that's not a... insane. That's not putting your toe in the water. That's what like does that look like? I don't know. We're about to see it. I have no idea. Out. We'll see it in a couple um, of weeks. So it's not just that. I mean, the logistics to where you're going to store it, how you're going to ship it, because cash intensive, you're literally shipping concrete, as yeah. TJ would say. Yep. It's heavy. It's hard to ship. It's very precise. It's... There's a lot more that goes into it than just creating a skin for the can um, mm-hmm. and the flavoring. We've gone through, you so know, Sunny D, we went through eight different rounds. Highly, highly, as you guys know, I mean, you go into uh, any convenience store and, you, and it is highly competitive space, valuable you know, space. Our stores. differential is we are the only brand that's going to have a Sunny D orange mm-hmm. energy drink. Tastes phenomenal. It's 16 ounces, 200 milligrams of caffeine. Um, some of the collabs we have coming in this drink too are ridiculous. Yeah. So, yep, we just want to put the industry upside down. Yeah, I got you. And the taste testing, all that process. Yeah. Me and Nick, have, that was fun. Me and Nick have done a lot of it, a lot of videos <laughs> yeah. over it too, and it's a really cool part. We're definitely excited for you guys to finally try these energy drinks. They should be here in a max two months. Yeah, max. man, I risk my heart for that. Some days I had so much caffeine in me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Couple energy drinks oh in the morning. Gosh. So going around the table, which do you, which would you rather have for the rest of your life, supplements or straight energy drinks? Starting where? Brett. Brett. Oh, <laughs> it's a hard one. That's very tough. If I had to give up all energy drinks, 
Yes. I, w- I would probably have to stick with the energy drinks. I got you. Like, I understand, like, you know, protein powder is super easy. Pre-workout, arguably necessary at this point in my life. I think it is. But I guess, like, I could substitute. And I could just eat more real food. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, what about those road trips? What are you going to do on a road trip? Drink a pre-workout. Dude. You know what the know. you know like, that beta alanine will get no? you tingling. A couple, a couple years ago, the largest, the fastest growing category of pre workout consumers were landscapers. I really, because yeah, per really. serving, my, so you know what my answer is. My answer is going to be: I'll give up those before I give up subs. I used oh, to have fuck. I used to have customers coming to the store and they would just buy like C four. Yeah, just, just to get through the like day. They're yeah. doing two, I mean, just like four energy. I'm, I'm gonna stick with energy drinks. I'm Would gonna you? stick with energy 100%. drinks too. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only. I'm OG sticking with OG. subs. Because I, look, if you looked as good as I did, you of course oh, you'd stick geez, with subs. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> then, you, then you wouldn't need the subs. <laughs> good point. So what? Why do you think energy drinks? Going off that last question, why do you think energy drinks are so much more popular? Well, it's not just for working out. It's not for an hour a day. It's like what you just said. Lifestyle. Yeah. And road trips, like you said. Um, It's And ours, you can have more than one a day. It's not 300 milligram blow your head off energy drink. That's what I love about ours is that literally you could have it twice a day and it's like a cup of, you know, juiced up cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What do you think? um, Oh, wait. (laughs) Sorry. Um, are, what do you think's more crowded in the industry, energy drinks or supplements and why? So supplements are more crowded because the barrier to entry is easier, but it's more, it's harder to get into energy drinks from order quantities to logistics to your massive players. You got Red Bull, Monster, Bang. And their marketing budgets are massive. Yeah. So, but right. you know, again, we're the only ones with a Sunny D, a Ring Pop. I'm not going to tell you what we have coming, but they're huge, way bigger than what we have. That's our differentiator. Yeah. You know what else I think is big? And we, I, we talked a little bit. Our differentiator is we have a community of people that love Absolutely. our brand. But like, what I'm, what I'm talking that, about yeah. is when your average consumer sure. walks into a Walmart and we're in the display case. <laughs> that's why people are going to pick us. For sure. Uh, so who doesn't see us on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram? Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of TikTok, we have a dude coming in a couple Ooh. days. Daddy Noel. You want to, yeah, you want to announce yeah, that? Yeah, Noel will be here in the U.S. officially, I think he said February 2nd. Dang, it's right February around the second. The father of fitness TikTok. That's it. Yeah. Father of all fitness. He, he really Arguably. did change the game for fitness lifestyle short TikTok. Content, short content. I mean, he, t- he oh. took to YouTube. He did one point, he's at 1.7 million followers. He grew a million Insanely in fast. And his One reach, week. like demographic reach for, like, we have partners in Canada, you know, that are like, oh my gosh, can you bring him here? Like, that's why I like retailers, people are going to. That's exactly why I like 16 ounce cans. Yeah, it's gone. Hey, give me right? another one. It's gone. Nick's going to crush two energy drinks on this podcast. Woo! <laughs> uh, but no, he's, he's, and nobody hates him. He's not like, he's not a controversial person. And I think that's why I like him on the team so much. He's just very matter of fact. Here's great information. Yeah. And he helps so many people. Like everyone else is out to make money. I've heard so many times and I hear it from affiliates all the time. Like, oh, how can I make money? Like that shouldn't be a reason to get on and give people education. Mm-hmm. It should be to teach and give back. And that's what he did. And that's why he grew so fast. Yeah. 
crazy. And he's like... And he's huge. Yeah, he's huge. And um, the way he presents himself in videos is how he is in real life. Yeah. To the T, if not nicer. Yeah, great guy. You know what's amazing? I've seen some of, like, some people early on would try to go on his stuff and, like, post some negative shit, you know, like... But, but what's great about it is how he responds to it. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he Did you see so his Rise video yesterday? Yeah. I saw it, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, what did the guy say? No, Something but, about a boner? Yeah, bo- yeah. like a <laughs> super boner. Oh, there was boners. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that but, was I mean, fucking hilarious. But that's what's great. Like, you know, he probably, he gets, you know, what we see is one thing. What he gets DM'd to him is something totally, and he's like straight class. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Straight yeah. class. Great yeah. business, man. Yeah. What do you think, um... Actually, we were talking about it the other day. TJ, you made a great point when we were up in Arkansas. Why do you think um, this industry is so, talking about like nice people, why do you think it's so conceited is the word, I think? Toxic. Toxic is another word. You've been in this industry the longest. So, I mean, I've had a lot of opportunity to work with a lot of athletes, entertainers, athletes, the whole you know, and I would say this industry as a whole, I think there's just a, an entitlement yeah. type thought that most of these, most athletes, um, and it's weird because it's not really based on anything, anything outside of maybe a following mm-hmm. or something else. Like the reality is most of these athletes, most of them, even ones with huge following, they're not, they don't really engage with the consumer to assist them in any, it's, it's almost yeah. like they have this, this view of entitlement that makes really, even as a brand, as brand owners, it's a turnoff to try to, to even bring some of these people on the team because mm-hmm. that's not who we're looking for. You yeah. know, we're looking for people and and I give Nick a ton of credit. The guys that he's brought on the team, you guys, and then Noel and a, among you know a bunch of others, he looks at like how you relate. You know, and I think this industry it goes you know, back to Brett's community. If you don't get along with us, you're not going to be on the fucking team. Yeah. Period. I mean, shit, and that's like that's what's great is, you know, what we're looking for. And it's different than what a lot of, what a lot of people that are on Instagram or TikTok are seeing mm-hmm. out of other athletes is once you get through the crust of like, you know, whether they're jacked or whether they're good looking guys, girls or whatever, if you get to know the person, most of them don't have a, you know, their DNA is not what it should be. Right. Yeah. Might be on a little too much testosterone. <laughs> be. few of them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> too much actidesteron. Too much creatine. So this year for Rise is going to be one of the the biggest year for yeah. Rise in the supplement industry. Hands down. For pos- probably any company in the supplement industry. What hints can you give us about what is coming this year? And I'm going to restart the camera, so just keep talking. Man, what kind of hints can we give? So Brett's working on a new flavor for Godzilla. Yeah. He's working on a sleep aid. Yes. He's working on, what else are you working on? Focus. Focus, focus is going to be big. Uh, so there's Come, a few. Coming into the, the lifestyle category, the focus is going to be awesome. Yeah, there's, there's a few products. And I can tell you, uh, I'm not going to tell you what, but we are finally venturing into our first licensed collaborations in protein. Uh, so we do not have one yet, but we're going to have our first one in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to expand our entertainment license mm-hmm. landscape. I think that's one of the... That's, that's the biggest. That's a, that's 
not just monetarily, but just from a focus standpoint. It's the I biggest think, thing I've I think seen. It's just any fucking brand. cool, dude. I've seen. That's it. I, amen, dude. I've mm-hmm. never seen. I don't. You know, I've been in this business. I don't know that I've seen no. a brand take a step like we're taking with this particular. License. No, no. But it's going to pair with a movie. Um, it's going to be sick. Massive. Yeah. What else? Um, Noel's coming. I'll, I don't, I'll, I don't yeah. Noel's coming just, to the U.S. I'll just say this. You know, when I had my brand, there was a leap in revenue that we did that made us the fastest growing brand in the country when we did it. We're going to trump that. Oh, if yeah. we execute like we're slated to execute, we're going to trump that. We will we will be, you know, it'll be a far distance between where we are and where everybody else is when yep. we execute. Absolutely. So with all these license flavors, <laughs> collaborations coming up, what do you, th- why do licenses work so well? You know, or I, why do you think they work well? There's different theories. So people think you can just put a license on a product and it sells. We've proven that doesn't work. Uh, we get data back and just cause you have something that's licensed on there, it's not going to sell. So I attribute it to, I like it. I don't know about you guys, but I like it because we're the only brand that has that flavor. Yeah, We're the only one with Sunny D and if anyone else does, we'll shut them down. So it's, it's just, it's exclusive. It's authentic. And I think it just puts us up on that much more level because we're playing with people that are billion dollar. I mean, Sunny D Harvest Hill, for God's sakes, we're, formulating with some of the best flavor scientists in the world. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I would say one other thing, thing, and I think as, as it relates to kind yeah. of where we're going as a brand, there's a, there's kind of an aura of trust that mm-hmm. consumers place yeah. with, with companies that engage with billion-dollar brands. Yeah. Because it's hard. I mean, I could tell you, I know how hard it is to execute on some of these license deals. It requires taking somebody that knows nothing about our space, the, the nutrition, sports nutrition space, and you have to bring them in and have them trust you with their brand that they've spent, you know, billions of dollars marketing and, and literally decades, decades. Yeah. And a lot of these are family. You've family realized owned, this, yeah. they're family owned. So yeah. these are like third generation families that are saying, wait, pre-workout, what, like what? And it's not that in the grand scheme of things, they don't make that much money. Right. Like if you look at how much revenue Harvest Hill does, right. it's not like they're getting rich from it. Right. It's just getting their brand. Ex- so they're trusting us to get their brand exposure out there even more. In a di- with a different consumer, maybe. Because that's yeah. really their benefit, the marketing eyeballs they get. That's right. Uh, you know, so I don't know. That's right. Hats that's off right. to us on that. It's a lot of heart, you know, trust, a lot of work, everything. Yeah. So, Brett, why do you think uh, reviewing all of these supplements, why do you think, uh, as you've seen, license work so much better? All right. So I got two things. First off, if you go into a store, you're online, or you're trying to decide between flavors and you see two products with the identical formulas, one says Sunny D and one says Orange. You're going to buy Sunny D. You're going to buy Sunny D. You know that it's going to be good. Yeah. Right? And I think the other thing is you're just bridging that gap once again between lifestyle and fitness where that consumer might be on the edge. Like, hey, like, I don't know if pre-workout is my thing. I don't know if protein is my thing. But you know what? I'm going to try that ring pop. I'm going to try that protein. That's, so true. You know, man. to yep. your point on that's that too, mm-hmm. you can bet it's going to taste good because we yeah. have to get it approved by the yeah. brand owner. I don't, versus, think a, I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah. No. So we go through multiple iterations because it, unless they approve it, we don't launch it. So it's and not it, just us being like, oh, this orange it. is good. Right. Yeah. We have to send it to the actual food scientist. Multiple versions of it. D Yeah. Multiple versions. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, I guess, I guess there's another point too. 
when you hold these products in hand, like yeah, you get this cool general like excitement yeah. holding it. It's you pretty get, cool. Yeah, you have like these textured bottles. It says Sunny D. It says yeah. Ring Pop Godzilla right on it. The way that it feels, that that's a huge part into how it tastes, how it you know performs. Like, what was your overall experience yeah. level with that product? And I yeah. think it all ties in. Yeah, I think Nick, you've said something to me uh, when we meet in your office about experience. Why? Why do you make, yeah, go through like your thought process on experience. I mean, dietary supplements, let's face it, they're all the same. Yeah. Citrulline, citrulline, guys. If you didn't know that, beta alanine is beta alanine. You turn yes, the bottle are, around, both bottles will have close to the there same There are different formulas. Yeah. Yes, ours are flavored better than some, but really it's an experience. Most. It's how you feel when you're drinking it, opening that bottle, posting it on social media, going to the gym with a rye shirt or bottle. That's really what it comes down to. It's part of community, like you said, too. Yeah, and I, I wanted to bring up this point, too. I think the number one thing that companies are doing in the supplement world right now is they're trying to make the most intensive formula that they can, charging $60, $70 for a thing, a pre-workout. And yeah. they're like, this is the best product on the market. It's horrible. Yeah. They're not creating a community. They're no. not providing any value with the customer. More than likely, it tastes like crap. Right. And when, Godzilla. and when that person picks up that product, and they try it for the first time, they're disappointed. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Especially if you spend what? 70 bucks on it. They're well, not what, coming back. What yeah, hurts right. about mm -hmm. it is it ruins the industry. Yeah. yeah. These people are picking up these overhyped that these influencers don't even take. Yep. With gray area ingredients, not having a good experience, and it, it just ruins them. Like, why would they buy actually something yeah. that is beneficial to them and that'll help them and is a daily driver? They're kind of turned off from the industry. That's true. And, that's true. and that's a shame. Like, I hate to see it. So. Especially if that first time experiences that, they're like, wow, mm -hmm. I'm never taking a pre-workout. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you got like area drenches in it and you're like, or Johanbine or yeah, you whatever, feel, however feel you call like it, Johanbine, yeah. Johanbine, and your face is flushed out. The, yeah, it's, so yeah. make sure you know what you're taking, guys. Supplements sure. do get a bad rap from like, again, it's being so crowded and people just throw anything out there saying it's the best. And I think that does hurt, or I could be wrong, why uh, big brands sometimes don't want to work. Yeah, with I mean supplement. Yeah, but the beautiful thing is it's becoming less crowded with supply chain. Right. So we've actually seen a lot of little brands fall off because they just can't get the supply because brands like Rise are running that much more volume. Um, so that's a good thing about the pandemic is the supply chain is kind of shored up now, and you're seeing a lot of these little brands mm -hmm. dying off. And the barrier to entry is really hard because why are they going to run a smaller brand when they can run like Rise? Right. Um, yeah, it's typically what is funny because what we saw going into the pandemic was, okay, this is going to be a challenge, right? Yeah. You know, getting products, ingredients, packaging. Yeah, packaging. What we saw coming out of it was kind of a cleansing of brands that were on the brink of kind of failure anyway because <clears throat> they're mismanagement or like you guys were talking about, Creating bad ingredients. ingredients yeah. Right. Those guys have fallen off. So it really has allowed brands that do it right to elevate themselves and elevate their brand to be in a position to, to, to grow. Absolutely. Right yeah. So speaking about these brands, what do you think going around the table? What do you think the biggest problem in the supplement industry is or fitness industry? Because I feel like we all have different things that kind of make us mad about them. Well, there's a lot of them, but I'll, I'll do one. 
You go first. Okay. Right. You go first. How long is this podcast? We got like three hours. Three hours. Yeah, yeah. This one's gonna take two we'll hours from and the fifty-five top. minutes. All right. So my biggest thing, especially in the world that I come from, you know, retail reviewing products, is not many people are actually providing value and they're just trying to sell. Yep. If you provide value, you will sell. But if you only try to sell, you're not necessarily going to provide value. And a lot of people don't understand that. They just think they have a following or, you know, they produce this product that's the best product on the market and they're that's their only claim, but they can't tell you the difference between creatine and citrulline, right? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> so at some point, you got to look at it. Are you providing value to these people? Are you gaining mm. their trust? Mm. Maybe, maybe not. But are you trying to sell something? More than likely. So I think you need to identify the differences and stick to it. Yeah. Yep, ditto on that. Mine kind of is, I mean, I could definitely ditto that, but also, oh. but yeah, ditto three times. But, you know, I think um, as the industry has changed, it has, you know, pre-pandemic, as Nick said, anyone could get into the space. You could be, you know, an influencer mm-hmm. that's got a million followers and all of a sudden you've got a pre-workout line and this and that. And I think that's, it's kind of a shame um, because I know what it takes to create a brand. I did it and I'm yeah. and doing again with you guys, which I'm super excited about. And it's just such a different experience for a consumer when, they, when they're buying a one-off, a one-off from an influencer that by mind you has never sat foot, stepped foot into a contract manufacturing facility, oh, yeah. had nothing to do with the formulation of their product, probably had nothing to do with the graphics or anything else around the brand. And all of a sudden, there's there are some consumers now. A lot of these influencers don't eventually find the level of success that they have been either told yeah, they'll have. You, it's what you call a money grab. Yeah, it's a one. It it's a, like a, you know, it's a one and done. It's a one yeah. and done. But there's a lot of you know, there's so many one and dones that really water down the efforts of you know brands that are trying to do it right. That said, it's competitive, and you know the good brands will continue to rise to the top. <clears> so yeah, my mine is definitely the money grabs, but I'm not going to get into that. But it's also the variance of products, right? So these lower level brands, their products are just shit. Mm-hmm. They're just horrible. Like the flavors they use. I don't even think they test the raws when they come in. Like I've been to some manufacturers. Jake oh, knows what yeah. I'm talking about. Oh yeah. They, there's went no way they're testing their raws when they go in. Like people just go to these companies and they're like, Hey, can you make a pre-workout? Nobody vetted it. Nobody's gone in there. Fucking rats running around. Yeah, like, man. dude, it, supplement industry is not regulated by the FDA. So, yes, there are some audits. I mean, there are people that go to jail. As of recent, I'm glad the FDA is stepping in more. Uh, so that's great. But I mean, there are some sketchy places making product. Like, it is bad, and I hate people putting product out there and kids taking it. Mm-hmm. Fucking bothers me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. That's one of my big pet peeves. It bothers me so much. It also bothers me that there's influencers promoting these products and they have no idea what these products are. It bothers me that these CEOs, these owners, can put sketchy gray area ingredients in that they know is not good for people and put their head on their pillow at night knowing it could fucking kill somebody. That fucking bothers me. And like they're telling their influencers, oh, no, push it. Yeah, push Push it. it. Push yeah. it, you'll get a lot of sales. Sell this. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. And I think that's what I, is that one of the reasons you chose Formula Life? That's one of the reasons I do research and make sure that we don't put any. So obviously, there's an advisory list, not to bore everybody, but there's an FDA advisory list. We won't touch anything mm-hmm. anywhere on that list. And it's not banned, but.
but the FDA is looking at it. So, I mean, that's why we stay so clean, so compliant. We're tested. Everything's third-party tested. Our protein's sent off. It's not sent off every time, but it is sent off to be third-party tested when we do new flavors. And that's why we do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It costs more money. It's harder to do. It's more supply chain, but it's needed. It goes back to the trust. It goes back to yep. consumer trust and us wanting to to do all of the things that our consumers would expect a brand like Rice to do. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I got on tangent. Just fucking. <laughs> yeah, we know it, that, dude. We know. Yeah, we know. Chaps his ass for sure. I, uh, I know Brett has something to say about uh, sketchy ingredients. How do you feel about them? I would avoid them. Yeah. Yeah. They're just not so, good for you. So I mean, yeah. There's a couple of things. You know, from personal experience, I know what ingredients are going to make me feel like crap. I know which ones are going to make me feel good. Usually the ones that are on that gray line are going to make me feel like crap. They're going to have you crash. They're going to cause things like cold sweats, you know, any sort of like, like I've had anywhere from like rashes, like hives, cold sweats, not being able to sleep, severe anxiety, depression. And a lot of these people, you know, like, especially like younger people, I don't want to say kids, but let's yeah. say 18 to 21 that are taking they these ingredients. Know. I get messages that are like, hey, man, like I've had horrible anxiety mm-hmm. the last couple of days. This is the product I'm taking. I'm like, this could very well be the reason. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, man, really? Nobody told me. And again, that comes back to, well, is this company providing value? So th- are they telling you what's actually in there? So that's the problem, right? I think it's so the barrier of entry is still so low. It's higher, but it's still so low that anybody can get into the space. Yeah. And it, and it's nothing more than getting a contract manufacturer to run some goofy pre-workout or some other fat burner pill or something like that that uh, again, yeah. You know, it's it's what we deal it's with. A shame. But, you know, those brands aren't in vitamin shop. Yeah, those no. brands aren't in GNC. No. Those brands are not going where we're going. No. And so when we think about <clears throat> you know, like it irritates all of us, right? Because I think I think why it irritates me is it makes it's kind of like it, it's a bad apple attempting to spoil the bunch. You know what I mean? Like I don't want our industry has come a long way in terms of compliance and regula- regulations. You don't want you definitely don't want continued bad apples to put a, a microphone. It really irritates me because I have kids as you do. Yeah, and I see as my kids grow, I see how they're influenced. Yeah, and and you have these influencers that look good and they're telling kids and again i don't want to say kids but 18 19 20 Mm -hmm. that this stuff's safe Mm -hmm. and it's not fucking safe yeah and i I just no one should be saying that especially when it comes to you know anything with you know higher levels of caffeine anything anything. yeah you got to take it within caution right so i just i don't like it yeah i mean we joke all the time about like caffeine consumption here but at the end of the day, we're safe with it. Like as I'm slamming my second Celsius. Yeah, but you're <laughs> you're not gonna go. I know my limits. Yeah, we all know our limits, and we're safe with I'm it. I'm not telling you to go drink two in a podcast, guys. No, <laughs> Nick has also been probably up since five a.m. Yeah, yeah, kids. Um, so ending kids. off this podcast, uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. Do you have anything going around the table? Do you have anything that you want to leave the viewer with? I just want to say first and foremost, like I'm glad to be part of the team right now. And I've told Nick and TJ this before um, joining the team. A hundred percent of me is nothing compared to 10% of the team. And I think what we're going to accomplish this year is so much greater than what I could have ever accomplished by myself. And I'm excited for it. Awesome. DJ. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you three and a half years ago, 
four years ago when I first started talking to Nick, um, I probably would never have guessed that I'd be sitting at the table uh, helping this team grow this business to what we all know it can be. So grateful, grateful for the opportunity. And um, I think for 2022, I'm, this is one of those challenges, you know, like as a competitor, I was a competitor, obviously mm-hmm. bodybuilding competitor and sport competitor. You look at this opportunity and say, man, what an opportunity we have. Um, it's going to be challenging, but we have an opportunity to go do all the things that, that we're setting out to do with, because the players, we got the right guys on the bus, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah. You. Other than we're going to kill it in 2022. If you guys got any supplement questions, you can reach out to Brett or myself. We're happy to answer it. If it's other products, other ingredients, let us know. Just want to make sure you're steered in the right direction. Yeah. Brett, plug your Instagram and TJ one more time. And Nick. Instagram and TikTok for all content at Brett Westover. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, rise underscore CEO. Dang, I have Instagram. I have nothing else. We'll get you started. CEO underscore swole. And thank, I am Jake underscore Oki on everything. 2022 is going to be a huge, huge year. These podcasts are going to be insane. So make sure you're rising up and tapping into the Rise and Grind podcast. <laughs> that was good, man.